Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to the Football Writers Podcast. My name's Mike Calvin. I'm joined by Jonathan Northcroft of the Sunday Times and Adrian Clark, the tactical analyst. It's natural to look back at this time of year. How was 2017 for you? What were the highs and the lows? Here are the winners and losers from the season so far, in our eyes at least. I'll begin by stating the obvious. Man City, team of the year. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to be able to say something a bit different about Manchester City. It's really difficult to, and actually, you know, they're so fabulous to watch that uh, I don't really have any problems praising them. I mean, the other contenders for this crown, I suppose, would be Burnley, and we admire Burnley because, you know, they're, they're a team that's maximised absolutely everything they've got. But I actually think Manchester City are doing that as well. The performances that Guardiola is getting out of ordinary players is incredible. You look at the back four at the weekend, it had Mangala, it had Fabian Delph, who's, who's somehow become a fantastic left-back. And that's before you start to talk about the, 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 the top players he's got, Kevin De Bruyne, Gabriel Jesus, David Silva, the, the, the level of performance he's getting from, from then. So it has to be City. I, I know there's a rush to try and say they're the best team in the world ever, and I think that's a bit too early. But I think what we can say is that you know no team in one half of a Premier League season has, has done what they've done, and not just the results or achievement, but they're so memorable to watch as well. Mm. How do they compare to the Arsenal Invincibles? It's a good comparison. Well, if you ask me at the end of the season, it would probably, probably be fairer to answer it then. What I will say is that in the words of Troy Deeney, uh, the Invincibles had the cojones <laughs> to go the whole season. They proved that uh, unbeaten. They, when they weren't playing well, they had that resolve and grit and fortitude to, to get the results. We don't yet know how Manchester City will react when the pressure starts to build. And the pressure will build on them to be the Invincibles the longer this run goes on unbeaten. Um, but in terms of the football they're producing, it's... It, I think it is the best I've seen in the Premier League era. I think it is better even, and Manchester United fans won't like hearing it, but I think the quality of the football is better than, than the best Manchester United teams I can remember. And they had some unbelievable players, but the fluidity of it is, is remarkable to watch. It's, we don't know how good they are defensively. Yeah. They've not been tested. The, the, the only thing, and I, I, I agree up to a point, mm. I think maybe the difference is that that Manchester United team and that Arsenal mm. team produced football of, of the highest class against each other, yes. against teams who were also of the highest class. Yeah. And one of my questions about Man City, and it's certainly not their fault, it's the rest of the Premier League's yeah. fault, they haven't had to do that against 
for me, a really, really top opposition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're battering everyone. They're battering all the top six rivals, aren't they? they are, mm. I've never seen a team swarm all over the opposition, apart from Pep's Barcelona, yeah. of course, yeah. it, in quite the same way. You can't get the ball off of them, and that is the best uh, attack is the best form of defence. We know that, and Pep has taken that to sort of an extreme level. It, they are so far ahead of the rest. You're right. At least those famous Arsenal, Manchester United sides were at loggerheads. They were very even. Stevens, um, the top two. Now we've got a big six, but in truth, it's one, and, and the other the, the other five are all quite evenly matched. Mm. It's just the improvement of City that's staggering because they were, they were pretty poor <laughs> for, for for long periods last season. I sat I sat here and said at the end of last season, Guardiola has had a nightmare season. I said he's had a mare. Because he's underachieved massively. But what he's done, he's recognised all the mistakes he made and he's not made them again. Yeah. Talking about a new contract for him, are we talking about a dynasty here? Yes, we could be. Uh, I mean, he's now very, very happy in his, in his own skin. You can see that. He's, I noticed that in the press conference on Saturday. And, and I think he's a man that, you know, previous clubs has burnt himself out, has... has has become not unhappy, but jobs have become intolerable. If it's as easy for him, I'm not saying it's easy what he's done, but if he's as superior in England in future years as he has been this year, why wouldn't he stay? Why wouldn't he stay, enjoy himself, see how far he can push his team, focus more on the Champions League? He's a young man. He gets paid more than any manager in history. And as I say, if he's going to find it as pleasurable as he's finding life at the moment, then absolutely. Mm -hmm. Manager of the season so far, Adrian, Sean Dyche? No, no, it's Pep Guardiola, isn't yeah. it? Because he's yeah. he's improved the players. I mean, massively, and and he's he's not making the mistake that he did last year. So, so it has to be Guardiola. But yeah, Sean Dyche is rather up, isn't it? I mean, he's like Jonathan said, he's maximising his group, um, punching well above their weight. Burnley, it is um, unbelievable, really, that they've got this many points so far, given how how few goals they're scoring. Yeah. Um, it's testament to the organisation, the, the defensive discipline he's, he's instilled. And what I like about Burnley is that when someone drops out, the next guy comes in and it's seamless. And it's seamless because he's drilled them day in, day out, morning, not morning and afternoon. I'm sure they only do mornings, but I'm sure he's drilled them blooming hard in those mornings. Um, and it's the, what I love about Burnley is that they're not intimidated by the big guns. And I tell you what, too many teams are in the Premier League. Too many teams are beaten before they've even kicked off, but not Burnley. They'll take the fight to you. Not always in an attacking sense, but they will physically try and match, you know, beat you up mm. uh, and be aggressive. Too many, um, too many of the teams of their stature are passive, and I don't like that. Mm. I think that people jump to conclusions about Sean Dice yeah. just based on the visual evidence yeah. of, you know, basically a nightclub bouncer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very intelligent, incisive yeah. guy. Yeah with views away from football as well. Yeah. How have you found him, Johnny? Yeah, I would echo that. And I, I, funnily enough, I wonder with the image whether he maybe knows it's a slight advantage because people still underestimate him. Because he is intelligent enough to be aware of, 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 of how that perception is and, and you know, underestimate Sean Dyche at your peril. The, what Adrian was talking about, the, the, the players that come into their team when someone's out, that's a product of culture. That's somebody that's built not just a, a football club, but a culture around that club that means that, um, you know, it's a group, it's not a first team, it, it, it's got a set of values, it, it, it's got a pattern of playing that if you take one part out, another part can can come in. And I don't think it's appreciated how difficult that is to 
achieve at any level, but let alone at the Premier League. Ask you a quick question: yeah. um, If he was to get, let's say, uh, Man United job, mm. what sort of football do you think he would produce for Manchester United? Because I, I, I can't yeah. be sure. That's a, that is a great question, and I can't see it being anything radically different to the football he produces right now. But right. one might say that that's the football Jose Mourinho produces, really. Sean, yeah. Sean Dyche is a pragmatist above all else. I think I, I, I think this. The two schools of management are actually idealists and pragmatists, and then you can divide up how they want to play after that. But but Sean is is, is a pragmatist who would take the resources that he had, and, and and but 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 ultimately would would look to try and you know score goals in the most efficient way yeah. and, and 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 defend, which isn't really what Guardiola would do. How would he go down at Arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably not brilliantly in terms of if he was appointed. I I, I just think that the the fans would assume the football the type of football yeah. would change. I'd love to see him in charge of a really talented, a more talented group of players. Because, do you know what, if there's one thing Arsenal need, is a bit of Sean Dyche's well, uh, Arsenal, of coaching. Arsenal fans were up for Simeone, weren't they? I mean, I mean not, maybe, maybe not all, you'll know about I wasn't me, really, but... though. I, I, I just think it's probably too far removed. Yeah. I think Arsenal need uh, a disciplinarian. I think they need a hard man uh, to mm. replace Arsenal when, when, he, when he chooses to go. Uh, and they need someone that will really get that 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 off the ball work nailed, and I guess Sean Dyche, you would back him to do that, mm. wouldn't you? But it, the, the the worry would be for Arsenal fans: would he inhibit or restrict um, the the attacking flair, which they've become used to? And you know, say what you like about Arsenal; they are good to watch a lot of the time, not all of the time, unfortunately, mm. but most of the time they're still pretty attractive to watch. The, the, the question for me would be: could he? But that culture I talked about. Mm. Imposing that at a really big club is difficult. Yeah. Easier at a small group. Res the respect of the players is the key thing here. I think he would be able to gain the respect of, of players at a top six club. But you can't guarantee it. I was at Arsenal when, when Bruce Riot was there. He came in and, and, and it was just just a step too far. And the, some of the big guns, the, the superstar players, they just didn't want to take to him. Mm. And, that, and then it's a <clears> recipe <throat> for disaster. You're talking of superstar players, um, who's your... Player of the season so far. I'll throw in a name, yeah. Wilfried Zaha. Palace unbeaten yeah. since he came back, virtually. Yeah. A different type of footballer, a street footballer, learns yeah. to manipulate the ball, you know, playing cage football. I think if you judge someone on making an impact at, at a club and being the key figure for that football club, Zaha has had a fantastic six months. Uh, yeah, I think there's a case for saying Zaha is the most important player to a club in the Premier League. There are other talisman, but it's hard to think of Palace having any chance of surviving without Zaha, or even being Crystal Palace without, without Zaha, although they might have to confront that in the summer because, you know, the way he's going, there'll be interest in him. Um, is he the player of the Premier League? I have to kind of go back to City, and, and, and it is hard to do the counter-argument to Kevin De Bruyne, who's just... At a level which, which you know, is challenging us as writers to describe his performances. I mean, you know, Pep at the weekend had moved on from saying he's he's brilliant for the team to saying he's he's a fantastic for the whole institution. You know, we're we're trying to move to how significant this footballer is, um, and what a, what a player to watch. But great as he is, I think if you took De Bruyne out of the City team, 
it would have less impact on that team than taking Zaha out of yeah. Crystal Palace. Yeah, Zaha's ready for a bigger club. He wasn't when he joined Manchester United, but he's developed. And he's, he's hitting his straps now, blimey. Yeah. Not many players like him. I would I'd love to see him at Arsenal, I've got to say. <laughs> I think he could be, if Alexis Sanchez leaves, he would be someone capable of filling his shoes. I think he'd be, he'd be sensational at Emirates Stadium. Um, We've not mentioned Mo Salah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like that's 20, that, that's 20 great, goals before great. Christmas. Yeah, this is yeah. ridiculous. Absolutely. Not even a striker. Not a striker. He's a, he's a right-sided forward yeah. um, who's actually not, not blessed with what I would call the greatest all-round game. He's not yeah. got many tricks. Yeah. He's basically quick, nippy. He can chop the ball. You know, he can beat a player, but he's not particularly graceful in the way he does it. He's just very direct. And he's got that in product. Um, fabulous. And, yeah, for, for Liverpool, he's their, he's their talisman, isn't he? I mean, the quality of the goals yeah. he's scoring is frightening. Incredible intelligence. Uh, as a, I, think, I think he makes the, the very difficult look very easy. Yeah. Uh, the way times are run. He just always seems to be running through with the ball. Yeah. Like, well, he reminds <laughs> me. Obviously, the, the comparisons have been made with Robin, clearly. Yeah. And you understand why. Direct. Comes on to his left foot. Scores. <laughs> this might sound ridiculous. He reminds me of Messi. Like when he's scampering around yeah, the box right. with the ball at his feet, looking for that little bit of space to fire his shots away. It's like a cross between Messi and Robin. And mm. Liverpool fans must be so excited to come and see, come and see him every week. He's brilliant. Yeah. Performance of the of this campaign so far. I'll, I'll throw in what was probably a false dawn. Mm. Spurs and Real Madrid. That was a night which almost enticed yeah. you to think... Hang on, they might do something. I think that's a great shout. Um, it was, we want Spurs to be the team they showed that, that night. And, um, do we? Do we? well, maybe you don't, <laughs> I, as a neutral, I do. I mean, they can be, in, you know, they can be intoxicating <laughs> with the youth and, 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 and the sort of, you know, the, the, I guess the domestic element to it, the band of brothers. I, I'm not going to choose that only because I wasn't there. And, and, and I, I, I find it hard to really sort of appreciate games fully unless I'm there I have to say my choice would actually be West Ham versus Chelsea which is so recently which was a very different type of game being a West Ham score early very good goal sort of six minute I think and then you know what the script's going to be they're going to have to encamp and they're going to have to withstand and they're going to have to work like they haven't before and you look at what was riding on that game I think their season was there there and then they don't win that game they don't start to turn it around it becomes too late for them they haven't worked hard for the previous manager they're a group of players that you wonder if they're too old or incapable of, of, of doing what they then go on and do and, and they produced such a one of those heroic Sort of performances of, of willpower, but with with quality and, and it energised it, it energised yeah. David Moyes, didn't it? it? Energised Moyes, and it that could well be a moment that changes a whole club season, which is as we've seen with Spurs. Unfortunately, that was a false dawn, and it hasn't really affected the in a positive way the rest of the campaign. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah, I think they're, they're really good shouts. Um, Arsenal, I thought, in the North London derby, put yeah, in a phenomenal absolutely performance brilliant. to beat Spurs. It was pretty flawless in terms of their on and off the ball work. Great drive. That, that was the blueprint, really, for Arsenal. I think City at Old Trafford, um, they took the mickey out of Manchester mm. United, really. I mean, it was so... This was, Man United conceded one goal in the whole season at Old Trafford. This was, this was where their season yeah. was on the line. Yeah. 
and the city just rocked up and, and just blew them away. It like didn't even look like they were playing no. that well, but it was it, it was so classy. So uh, and the best individual performance, David De Gea. Oh yeah, I mean, that was that was just epic. Yeah. It, it was a monster performance from David De Gea. So you won't see a better. I'm telling you now, we won't see a better individual no. performance than that. Mm-hmm. You were at that game, yeah. A late game, which is a nightmare for all of us, with doing like running copy for a game. Mm. <clears throat> was that the game where you thought, "I really wish I didn't have to write this piece; I could just, <laughs> just watch it." Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and it was. I, I mean, I always do watch games back, but you have to, you know, when you get home. And, but I was really, look, I haven't already seen it. I was really looking forward to seeing it again. You know, was that save as was that double save quite as good as I thought? It was as good as you thought. You know. Um, it was a game that I wished had stopped at 75 minutes because far too much was happening to get a running, <laughs> running piece of uh, match report in. So uh, thankfully there weren't any sort of final twists, but it was both brilliant and but challenging to work out. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to upset you now. OK, yeah. Biggest disappointment as a team this season, yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> they drive me mad because you look at them and you think, I want them to succeed. I've got such... Respect for Arsene Wenger, mm. and yet it's the same old, same old. You're out of order, aren't you? Out of order. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how you can put Arsenal above Evan? I mean, I don't know. But I, do you know what? I don't think you'd get that many Arsenal fans genuinely agreeing with you because I think Arsenal are where a lot of Arsenal fans thought they would be mm. um, at this stage of the season. I don't think the expectations this year were particularly high, unfortunately. I, th- I think most Gunners supporters recognised that City would be ahead of them. I think they accepted that Chelsea and United probably would be, maybe even Spurs as well. It, it, it is, unfortunately, the, the feeling that is there at the moment. I think they're where they should be. I would say, actually, and I know that you'll think I'm just saying this for the sake of it, but Spurs have yeah. been a big disappointment. I mean, given the heights they hit last year, the brilliant performances where, the, where they went to the big teams, yep. home and away, and were so strong, so impressive. Um, they're a shadow of, the, of that team. I would actually choose Spurs for that, for that reason. They were, they were eight points ahead of Manchester City last year and now they're 21 behind. Now, I know that's partly because Man City are having a great season, but you know they, they, they were... This was supposed to be the season that after a couple of second places or, you know, normal second place in 2015-16, this was going to be the season that they, they had a, a, a chance. Because we, we know this could be a moment in time for Spurs. The players could go, the manager could go at some point, and this could be as good as it gets. And 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 they have fallen a long way short. Deli Ali, in particular, but he's not the only one falling short. It would have been Everton until a few weeks yeah, ago, yeah. Though, you know, having what they spent in the summer and the, the depths they sank to. But they they look like a much different team now. Mm, because when Sam Allardyce was appointed, quite a few people, myself included, and I, I suspect you were the yeah. same, Johnny. Went. That's not going to fit. Yeah, well, I, I, I was astonished they didn't try and get Sean Dyche. I, thought, I just thought he was the obvious fit, the, the most obvious of obvious fits. But they never just weren't had no interest apparently. So, well, maybe minor interest. Um, look, credit. I mean, he's just organised. He's not done anything amazing, has he? He's just he's just galvanised the group. He's got them feeling better about themselves. Got the defence sorted. Uh, he's, he's given Wayne Rooney. 
um, the confidence to go out there and express himself. I mean, the stats on Rooney yeah. are crazy, aren't they? Mm. He's Europe's most yeah. lethal marksman. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he, no, but the, the numbers... Same number of goals as Kane, isn't it? Or there or there yeah, he's got nine goals. Same, I think, yeah, as uh, was, was Lukaku, but I think Morata. His conversion rate is the best in Europe. Yeah. Um, he has never got anywhere near scoring... I think from open play, the best year he's had in terms of converge, converting chances to open play was like 15%. Yeah. So like sixteen percent, he's got thirty three percent of the chances he gets an open plate. He's scoring. Um, how is much that, of that is to do with Big Sam or not? I don't is that know. one from his own half counted as a chance? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even that does. Yeah, bonus chance. I mean, what a goal that was! Um, I keep waiting for the referee to get an assist on that one with a little flick. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I still think Everton need um, need a lot of new bodies. It's an ageing uh, defence, and I think you know there's a lot of work to be done on the team, which was so mis unbalanced. But he's, he's doing a great job, isn't he, so far? Yeah. A lot of activity in January. Mm. What do you think will be the most significant transfer? I'll throw mine in the mix. I think Virgil van Dijk is going to end up at Manchester City. Wow. Well, that would have huge repercussions, obviously, for Liverpool, who've been waiting for him with open arms and probably the shirts hanging there <laughs> ready for him. Um, you may be right, and money may talk. I think that should be a shame because... You know he's a, he's a he's a he's a lovely footballer to watch. I'm actually not sure if he's a really great defender, but he's a he's a really superb footballer, especially for a man of his size. And you want to see him play. And, and will he will he play at City? I don't know. I mean, Otamendi's having such an incredible season that it'd be hard to take him out of the team. And, and Stones represents everything Guardiola wants. So would 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 he play all the time? But I do think if it comes down to a, a shootout financially, then he will go to Man City over Liverpool. Um, Alexis Sanchez and, and maybe yeah. maybe yeah, you've got thoughts about that but that, that is another transfer that could happen that would have knock-on ripple effects everywhere Well if he does go Alexis Sanchez do you think he'll be overseas or to City? To City? I yeah. Have thought yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think, I think what might have changed at City having wanted him for the best part of a year is actually would that inhibit the development of Sterling, Sané even Foden threw in the mix. Mm. And we'll, we'll, we'd, is Guardiola far enough ahead now that he, he maybe doesn't need Sanchez? In, in Guardiola, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going for him. And, uh, yeah, no. he, I, just because I don't think he needs him. Is he good enough? Would he actually get in the team? No, not, not in this season's no. form, no. no. And then the way he plays, uh, holding on to the ball. Look, he's a, he's a brilliant footballer. Let's, not, let's get it right. But the way City are so incisive, yeah. so quick, so purposeful when they do fly forward, I don't know where Alexis fits in. He, I just don't know where where he would play. It would have to be a different system, I think. Mm. Um, because if, if if Guardiola has got reservations about Aguero's, let's say, single-minded devotion, the way he wants to play, and not maybe the team, mm. I'd have thought the same would apply to Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just I don't think it's a natural fit. I, I, personally, I would hope if Arsenal do sell him. They sell him maybe to PSG or somebody like that, just mm. rather than strengthening a Premier League rival. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen in January? I mean, there's talk of Theo Walcott maybe leaving. Maybe Everton are interested, aren't they? Maybe West yeah. Ham. Yeah, that would be that would be a big move. Um, mm-hmm. Theo for me is still a real player to be reckoned with when he's on his game. I saw him recently against a terrible Barté Borisov team that had clearly parted too hard after winning their title. They, they, I mean, they were awful at Emirates, but he when his attitude was spot on and, and he, he was excellent that night. And it was just a little reminder that, that he's got something to offer somebody. I just feel it might not be Arsenal mm, long term. Yeah. Any uh, any other big ones coming through? You think? Well, the other, the other, the other one I'm looking at, and, and you know, a bit of Leicester bias here, but one of my favourite players in the whole league, Riyad Mahrez, 
who, you know, in the last sort of couple of weeks, he's got a new agent. He's done a, his first interview in a newspaper all of a sudden. Um, good haircut. In, in a year. And he's... he's, he's well, he's, good. Yeah. It's a good haircut. I'm not sure about good. A yeah. different haircut. A different... I mean, he's a man that, you know, for whatever reason, wants to be noticed ahead of a January transfer window. <laughs> they come and get me, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know... So I, where's he going to end up? Well, I think he's a natural fit, actually, at Arsenal. Um, although Zaha might be a better <laughs> option with the English element to it. I've seen him as a Wenger player for a long time, but I wonder if it's going to be Chelsea because the agent that he's chosen has got some quite good connections there. And it's patently obvious that, that Conte's unhappy and, and is going to push for more transfers. Um, so I suspect it'll be one of the London clubs. The Chelsea theme to this part, mm. biggest flop of the season mm. as a player. Yeah. What about Bakayoko? Well, yeah, he hasn't been great, has he? I'd... He's got such natural gifts. You yeah. look at him, he's a massive unit, and you yeah. think, this guy can play. Fabulous, really, for Monica. I thought, I thought he was outstanding. And but that was one season. I could, could totally understand why they went for him, um, but he hasn't lived up to the hype. He hasn't dominated games in the way that he should for a player yeah. of his sort of calibre and size. Has he been the flop of the season? I, don't, I think that's probably, probably in the top five. Mm. I don't know if I'd put him at the top... I mean, Davy Clarkson. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't cheap, was he? Yeah. Um, Twenty-seven million. Not yeah. done a great deal, has he? Uh, since signing for Everton, you got to, you got to say that 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 Dele Alli, uh, and even though it's not a new signing, we all expected him to probably have double-figure goals by now at least, um, and he's just disappeared isn't he, in games. Yeah. Um, and we saw the nasty side of him come out of Manchester City. So. Um, yeah, there's a, few, there's a few candidates for yeah. flop of the year. I'd yeah. say Rod, you have to throw in Renato Sanchez, and I, oh, yeah. I feel you know he's a young man, and don't want to sort of take the Mickey out of him too much. But when you're when you're being substituted after passing the ball straight to an advertising hoarding <laughs> at half time for a relegation threatened club, mm. and you cost forty million for Bayern Munich, then something's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, they'll send him back, won't they? I think they will if they can, but I'm, there's a suggestion Bayern will exercise the right not to take him back, which tells you everything. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. What about other biggest turn-offs so far? Again, I'll throw a bit of a grenade in. Uh, Jose Mourinho and his mind games. <laughs> that is so... Well, it's so predictable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is boring, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 I just don't care. And it's not care. that effective, don't, is don't it? I don't care, listen, yeah. It doesn't affect Man City any, anymore. They just, as we saw in that in that derby game, they just go out and, and play. Yeah, no, that, 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 that is a turn-off. For me, it would be something I touched on before. It's the negativity of the size in the bottom half of the table. That's the biggest drawback for me in the Premier League this year. There are too many games where the opposition know they're beaten before balls have been kicked. They don't even try and win. Uh, and that depresses me a little bit. And it makes for a lot of boring games, unfortunately. And I love the Premier League. The Premier League's brilliant. Um, but it is in danger of becoming... The gap is in danger of becoming too much. That's why I've loved Watford under Silver, even though they've had a little bit of hit and miss lately. At least they've tried to go out there and attack teams and, and take it to them. Burnley, to some degree, have done that. Um, Leicester have done it of late. They, they would take the fight to teams. Too many sides are just setting up to keep the score down, and that's boring. Mm. Let's finish this by metaphorically putting the tin helmets on. Mm. Top four, bottom three. I'll, I'll kick off the top four, what my perception would be, which would be City, United, Liverpool... Chelsea. What do you think, John? 
Yeah, I would I would agree with you. And the only I was wondering whether Liverpool will be third or fourth. What order they're going to be? And I, I suspect Chelsea may add to their firepower and finish third. But I wouldn't quibble with that top four at all. Um, do you want the bottom? We'll do that in a minute. Yeah, I think it will go. I think it'll be really close. I, I don't think there's a great deal between between the rest. Yeah. City are going to win it. Obviously, um, I would actually put Chelsea in second place. I still think they, they might be the second best team. I still think Man United, even though they've improved, aren't as good as maybe some people that are making them out to be. I'd put United in third. And then I'd genuinely feel that it would be like just one or two points in it between Liverpool, Arsenal and Spurs. Um, but on the basis of Liverpool's firepower this year um, and, and Arsenal, the fact that Arsenal are so, are so lethargic away from home, I would have to put them just ahead of the Gunners, uh, and that hurts me to say it. But um, but yeah, Arsenal need to buck their ideas up on their travels, otherwise they've got no chance to the top four. Um, so based on what we've seen so far, I'd, ha- I'd have to say Liverpool in four. OK. So I'll leave with my head on this one then. Going down. Stoke. Brighton. Mm. Swansea. Well, um, you've helped me make up my mind. <laughs> Even now, I'm just trying to turn it over. And I'm, I'm, I'm only just going to do it to be slightly different because I agree with two of your selections. I think Swansea, sadly, are, are, are gone. I hope they keep Paul Clement. I don't so know. do I. Yeah, I feel sorry for him. I think he's not been particularly well served in the, in the transfer window. No. They cut his um, legs off because you know, yeah. they sold all the goals. Yeah. And even Jack Cork. They, they sold him yeah. just for £7 million, just to get £7 million in, yeah. which is nonsense. Yeah, I know, and, and expect him to take a team that was already struggling and make it somewhere better with, yeah. with that. Tammy Abraham, expecting Tammy Abraham, his first season yeah. in, the, in the top flight to, to score them the goals. Was, was, uh, yeah, he's not going to replace yeah, Lorente, is he? So, so yeah, I, th- I, think that, I think they're gone. I, I agree about Stoke, actually, because they just look like a, a side that's come to the end of a cycle with a manager. Um, I quite admire some of the things Mark Hughes has, has, has done and a lot of things he's done as a manager and mm. the way his teams play, but it, it, they do, do look like they've run out of ideas, that they've lost a really good generation of players. John Walters, maybe Shawcross is too old. That that backbone that kept them in the, in the league. Replace them with, I'm not sure what, not, not sure what quality and character some of the players have come in. They've lost the ability to defend well. Um, they don't seem to have enough energy. So a lot, and, and I think they will also stick with Hughes, which um, might just mean they run out of time to survive. And the third one, I, I think I'm going to go for Bournemouth. Um, I, 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 Brighton are in danger, no doubt about it. Newcastle are in danger, two clubs that came up. But I think Bournemouth, and I feel for Eddie Howe, I, I know what he's tried to do. He's wanting to leap, put that club to the next level. But I just feel in doing so, he might have diluted the the blend that he had that served them so well. I look at that they seem to change their team all the time. And they don't have enough resilience about I'll them. I'll tell you what the problem is with Bournemouth. They're too easy to play against. Yeah, too, nice. too easy. Too, too easy. easy. To, they're not defensively resolute enough. And they've lost yeah. the hard work, haven't they? They used to press really yeah, hard. They, 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 yeah, they've lost that edge. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't know what I don't know what like, you can put that down to. I mean, you talk about flops this season. Jermaine Defoe, I guess, has, yeah. to, has to be considered as one. I mean, mm. he, all the goals he's got. Mind you, I saw, saw him score a world at Christmas. Oh, it was Palace. brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. a sensational goal, but he hasn't scored very many mm. goals. Um, I would have Bournemouth in there, actually, if that's a good call I'd have to, for sure Swansea but I agree with everything you said about them um, I probably would have had Huddersfield up until recently but the, that win at Watford was was a, a show of intent um, and it maybe 
tell me that David Wagner is prepared to change his his tactics and his style because he was being too defensive. Yeah. He was <clears throat> my criticism of of the bottom half teams. Huddersfield were, were in my thoughts there, but I think he's seen the light, yeah. and because of that, I think Huddersfield will be okay. Um, I will chuck Brighton in because I don't think they will score enough goals and. Um, you unfortunately, you know, the pressure to keep clean sheets will, will, might just be too much for them in the second half of the season because they don't have a huge squad. And when injuries hit Brighton, I think it will hurt them more than a, a lot of other clubs. So, uh, yeah, it'd be Brighton, Swansea, and Bournemouth. Well, a word of consolation we've been wrong before and we probably will be again. Thanks for joining us here on the Football Writers Podcast. <laughs>